Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am back with JC and Michelle. Aloha. Hello. (laughs) If we were in Hawaii, maybe we would have a little bit more real stress relief so that we could be saying aloha. (laughs) Sometimes though, you have to fake it till you make it, right? (laughs) We actually want to talk about this a little bit more right now, continuing on our conversation about, you know, mental health care and how um, the lack of mental health care and the lack of focus on of mental health care with employers and with employees not only leads to burnout, but, you know, is a huge, huge cost. What I want to give our listeners right now is a little bit more in-depth advice on, um, you know, work-life balance, maybe employee assistance programs, hiring folks like yourself, Michelle, that are resilience coaches, which I love that, by the way. Love, love, love your title and, and want to continue using it uh, more. So many companies, especially small companies, they don't even have health care insurance. So have you been dealing with um, uh, companies that are in that situation and say, well, I want to help my employees, but I-, I don't even know where to get started. Like what advice can we give people to, to take away today? So there's a lot of uh, amazing free resources out there. I'm not, I'm not going to try to say that I can recommend free healthcare because that would be a crazy, a crazy thought to say. Um, but there are tremendous resources on educating yourself and connecting with communities of people where you can tap into local resources if you don't have any. So I'd say a great website would be NAMI.org, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Mental Health America is tremendous. They also have great resources, tools, and they get together in their local chapters. I would say mantherapy.org is a great resource to really normalize the conversation around men's mental health. We have a, we have a very big problem in the fact that us women have no problem talking, but men typically do not want to talk about their mental health. So mantherapy.org is a great, is a great uh, website and has a lot of great resources for men and women who care about their men or partners that care about their 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 male partners um so tapping into those kinds of resources for um for you know group gather group gatherings group meetings group uh support um and then awareness of what's available locally are, are really good resources to tap into yeah, I've worked with um, in, in the Florida area, uh, Central Florida. I've worked with NAMI um, uh, as well, and, and amazing, absolutely amazing. You know, JC, you started talking a little bit before about uh, like the, what just happened recently in the football game, and you know that it, it affects a lot of people. Now, that was a, a physical um, healthcare condition, but I think uh, it, the the effects on the coworkers, the, the other players, and the the anybody who is in watching the game or there at the game, it, it could be a mental health care oh, you know, effect. Absolutely. So, you know, it would, I, I hope, um, and folks at the time of, of us uh, recording this is the day after this has happened at the football game. So, you know, we don't have all the answers of what's going on. But I do know as of this morning, there was millions of dollars donated to a fund to uh, help those causes, you know, what else can 
we do as society to just help each other. I mean, we can't send everybody to mantherapy.org. You know, what can our HR people do to say, we don't have enough money or we're not savvy enough. I'm not a mental health care expert, but I know what one thing I do know is I can't go to somebody and I don't want to get into legalities and everything here, but you know, I'm not going to go just yank somebody from their job and say, Hey, looks like you're having a mental health care breakdown here. So what are some soft skills that we can start teaching our managers and our HR reps to identify, Hey, there's something not quite right here, but I am not qualified to do that, but I should do something. So here's the thing. We, we are in, we live in such a litigious world, right? Imagine if we just came from a place of love and compassion and just listened. People underestimate the power of listening. We, we think, we, we think I can't talk about this with them because I don't know how to fix it. You don't necessarily need to know how to fix it. You just need to be, be kind enough to extend your ear and offer, you know, that sounding space if they want to talk and then bridge them to whatever resources are available. So that's the first thing I tell leaders and, and people managers is like, don't feel like you have to fix it just to listen and, and, and be the space for them and then connect them to what's available to them. Um, no one's asking, you know, managers to be, to be therapists. That's not the goal here, but you would be really um, amazed at how far just being generous with your listening and um, extending your heart, how much that can make a big difference. Yeah, going back to proving that you care, because the other thing that I know I deal with on a daily basis, that way I was I, I was a, a hot mess today because it was day after a long holiday and all my employers calling um, recruiting or attraction and retention. And it's super, super important for employers to know that healthcare, all types of healthcare, you know, physical and mental is a real thing. And if you're not showing that you don't, if you're not showing that you're caring about your people, the A, they're not going to come to you. They're going to leave and go to your competitor. And they're certainly not going to care about your bottom line if you don't care about their health care. Yes. Very super, super important to, to everybody that's listening to you make sure you explain this to your executives that you put it in the budget to have employee assistance programs, to have coaches like Michelle available to just at least educate on a very high level your uh, managers about what their responsibilities are. And we won't go into all of those, but there are legal responsibilities. And uh, the two that I'm just thinking about is most companies, but not all, um, have to comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act. And that does cover mental health care. It's not up to you, the manager, to say somebody has a medical condition or not. It's up to their doctor, which means they may need to be referred to a doctor or at least encouraged to go. And then the other um, law that many organizations um, in the United States, but not all because of their size, have to comply with is the Family and Medical Leave Act. And so your managers, if they're the front um, frontline management and they see something going wrong, um, again, like you said, they don't need to be an expert at it, but they need to run back to HR or whoever the point person is and say, I saw this. I don't know what to do, but I think somebody should know. And I think this person needs some help. And then on top of that, we may be legally responsible to give. Uh, it seems like Wendy froze there for a moment. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. If she comes back, we'll we'll carry that on. But Michelle, while I have you, I want to yeah. shift gears real quick. Uh, kind of kind of talk about the the overall workplace in general. 
something I was starting to allude to before. Certain traumatic events, there's a a level of post-traumatic stress associated with those things. Let it be yeah. uh, like what I was describing with that football game or depending on your work environment. You know, there's certain uh, certain work environments where something has transpired uh, for yeah. the individual or for the group. And then right. from the employer perspective, do we hone in on one-on-one care in those instances or do we do we focus on like a group holistic type environment to then come back together from there yeah you know it's it's so individualized trauma to you is different than trauma to me right Right. i i I ask this question in my assessment all the time i say does your do you have a uh, any trauma in your past and some people will say oh no just this happened and you'll be like whoa for, for me, that would be trauma. So trauma is very unique yeah. to, to individual, right? And it is also based on past traumas, if you're triggered, right? Like not everybody, you know, dealt with COVID in the same way. And that's just because of the previous layers of trauma. So I would suggest that if an individual feels traumatized by a certain circumstance in the workplace, that they take that on themselves and get the support they need. Because just because it's one way for one person doesn't mean it's going to be the same for everyone. And then it's a very personal kind of care that you really wouldn't want to have to, you know, reveal, reveal and have that out in front of everybody at the same time. You're right. And, and when we think about the workplace, you know, there's certain things that yes, employers can do. Yes. Employers could come to the table for this, that, or the other. That's a, that's a discussion for another time. If you need help, you need help. And, and to that, and to your point, if the employer is doing everything that they have to do, Crossing the T's, dotting the I's, that doesn't mean that they're going to the extent that they need to, to like truly take care of you though, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a layer of like personal responsibility. I want everyone to recognize if you've been traumatized, just take that on yourself and and get the care you need. You deserve it. You deserve it. If it's compromising your joy, if it's upsetting you every day, if you're talking about it at the drop of a hat, it has you. So get the support you need. Michelle, I was traumatized by Wendy's microphone freezing up. I think she's back, though. I am back. Sorry about those folks. I I was having a burnout moment and I needed to take a break. I just forgot to tell you. So um, with that said, we'll be right back with our episode five. I want to talk a little bit more about um, statistics and so that you can, you know, walk away from this conversation and go back to your CFO and your CEO and ask for the time and the money that is necessary to help your employees. Be right back. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.